What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take 20. Uh, this one, I want to focus a little bit more heavily on the Clippers, so this will be a more Clipper-centric episode, just giving you that warning, heads up. Um, but the first kind of topic that I want to get into is actually Quinn Snyder, because there's a lot of talk going on about Quinn Snyder's coaching future. Now, the Lakers um, are reportedly very interested in Quinn Snyder. So are the Spurs with Greg Popovich on his way out on retirement. When it comes to the Lakers, obviously Frank Vogel is somebody that they want to move on from, even though he did bring a championship to that city or to L.A. and to that franchise it it just hasn't he hasn't adapted to what he was given uh he's all he's been trying to play these these players what he has currently in a system that just doesn't really work for each of each of those individuals and can't play defense up to the standards of a Frank Vogel team to be completely honest now when it comes to Quinn Snyder going over to Lakers, that's something that I would feel might change. Um, I just don't think that Quinn Snyder is the the right coach for the Lakers just because um, Quinn Snyder is 100% a no-nonsense kind of guy, definitely very similar to a Pat Riley. So with LeBron's relationship with Pat Riley and how – quickly that soured I don't think that it would be an ideal fit for Quinn Snyder to be the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers also I don't think that Quinn Snyder would want to take that coaching job just because he's continuously extended with the Utah Jazz he seems very happy there he seems very comfortable um the only job that I can actually see him wanting to go out and take and leave this Jazz job is the Spurs job because it's He's a disciple of Pop, so he would just kind of be coming in and filling those shoes and continuing on the Spurs legacy. So that's just – that's the only way I can see Quinn Snyder leaving the Utah Jazz. Now, something that I wanted to touch on very quickly is with Quinn, if he were to leave the Jazz, that leaves a very big gaping hole – for this team and at which point I think that it would be much better for the team to kind of take a step back and look at it and kind of see what can we get for Mike Conley what can we get for Rudy Gobert and try to rebuild and retool around Donovan Mitchell get a coach that is very guard centric um you know, I don't think that he's somebody that should be a head coach in the league, but I think he should at least be on somebody's staff. So somebody like Vinny Del Negro would be really good to come back into the league. Mark Jackson is somebody that I always, always um, voice to see back in the NBA. Um, he's one of the greatest coaches that has not gotten a chance to come back. Um, another coach to me who could make a big difference in this in this day and age because I really do feel like he's adapted to 
what what has happened throughout the years, and that would be Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy on as the head coach of the Utah Jazz for some reason, I just feel like that would be a match made in heaven. But also, I think that he would be a great coach for the Lakers. Uh, Mark Jackson would be a great coach for the Lakers. But Quinn Snyder, I don't think would be the the greatest fit, just because I personality wise, I don't think that the the coach and the players, um, namely LeBron, I don't think would mesh too well. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, he is a hard hard nosed coach, um, but. He is also somebody that you can joke around with and also somebody that throughout the league, there's a very high level of respect for them. There's a high level of respect for Quinn Snyder as well, but it's just something Jeff can say is something that Quinn can't say, you know? So uh, Jeff just kind of has that, um, I, I guess we'll call it clout to say, um, say what he needs to say and, you know, uh, Quinn Snyder, I just feel some players take it very, very well because he definitely has earned that respect to the point where you do need to listen to a coach of his caliber and what he's saying. Um, but there still are some players out there that don't feel that he's, in that upper echelon of coaches that can just say what they need to say. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all of my thoughts on that Quinn Snyder bit. I just, it was very interesting to me to see that the Lakers were interested in him. I knew the Spurs were interested in him for the past like three or four weeks. Um, but that's something that I, I didn't feel a need to report on or talk about. Um, but with this situation with the Lakers of wanting Quinn Snyder, it's, it just really sparked my interest. It's like, oh, well, regardless, Frank Vogel is going to be gone. So it is sparks up that conversation of like, what are the Lakers going to do? Um, and what are the Jazz going to do? It's, it's a very interesting question because if Quinn Snyder, like I said in the beginning, if Quinn Snyder does leave, I think that it it gets to that point where you need to trade Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, um, see what you can get for them. And then in the Lakers case, you lose Frank Vogel. It This team is very, like, it's very interesting. The Lakers, like, some, I can't remember who was saying it, but it's like, Every like every year, the Lakers are building a new team, and it takes time for these players to gel. So, for for them to not actually be in this conversation of like, oh, the Lakers are going to be going to the playoffs, all because of like a coaching situation. And the players that they put around them, it's it's just very interesting to me. Like, I don't think the Lakers know what they're going to do this offseason. Um, one way or another, I do think that Frank Vogel is out. 
Phil Handy should get a a chance to lead this team just because he's very well respected. I know that he's not the biggest X's and O's guy, but I do feel like you can make up on with for that on the back end. Just look at coaches like Jason Kidd and what he's done for the Milwaukee Bucks before Mike Boldenholzer got over there and what he's doing for the Mavs right now. It you don't have to be an X's and O's guy. You can have somebody on your staff who handles that. So I think that uh, Phil Handy would actually be a really, really good pick for the Lakers to promote as head coach um, rather than them going out and trying to get Quinn Snyder because that's obviously going to cost them some assets, which they do not have. Um, But now moving on... um, I was listening to Hoop Collective the other day, and it was two franchises that um, do not have jerseys retired. And immediately I knew the first franchise was the Clippers. The second franchise, um, to be completely honest, I actually forgot. So, But it just got me thinking of just like who would be the first Clipper to get their jersey retired once the team moves into into a dome. Um, me personally, I think the first person that does need to have their jersey retired, and it just so happens that they recently did retire, is Jamal Crawford. Um, he was just a fan favorite. He always played his heart out. He really was like. LA the Clippers was his home for a very long time and without him we would have honestly he's Jamal Crawford got the Clippers out of a whole lot of bad situations in the playoffs during the regular season I know that Lob City team never really lived up to its potential but those teams were really the first ones that put the Clippers on the map. Um, and with that goes without saying, like, Blake Griffin should and most definitely will be getting his jersey retired as well. I think Chris Paul deserves to get his jersey retired, even though I really do not like the guy. He did a lot of stuff for the Clippers. He made the Clippers a legitimate threat year in and year out while he was here. And just because we had conflicting personalities – that's the only reason why we didn't win a championship. If the team were to have gotten along a little bit better, I feel like we would have been talking about the Clippers already being two-time champions. So those three, I feel like, are non, non-starter. non Like, they have to have their jerseys retired, retired. I think the entire, like, starting five and the six-man for those Lob City teams should be have their jersey retired so that also means deandre jordan matt barnes and jj reddick i think i know some people might have some problems with deandre jordan um and matt barnes specifically um i know some people might not like jj reddick being up there just because he had he wasn't really um with the team as long as some of the other guys but he was a very integral part um, some people might be saying, like, well, why don't you have Karan Butler up there? It's simply because Karan Butler was a shell of himself when he 
got to the Clippers, and to be completely honest, he did about as much as Paul Pierce did for the Clippers while he was on the team. So, um, unfortunately, he doesn't make it, but, you know, he... I, I do have to say, like, I do appreciate that he was one of the first, like, big-time free agents who chose to come to the Clippers. Um, and a lot of teams were, were vying for him. So it was nice to see that uh, Tough Juice decided to just play for play for the Clips uh, rather than anybody else. Um but yeah, those those are the players that I think deserve to get their jerseys retired. Of course, you have to have that conversation of like, well, do you retire World B Freeze jersey? Do you retire Bob McAdoo's jersey? And those are conversations for some older heads because to be completely honest, I know Bob McAdoo was an amazing score, the first stretch four and all of that, but I never really got to see him play. I know he's one of the greatest Clippers of all time, but I never got to see him play. Um, same with World Be Free. Uh, some people might be saying, like, why don't you have Elton Brand up there? And it's just simple fact that Elton Brand uh, really did the team a disservice um, during his free agencies, just saying – I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back to the Clippers. I just need a little bit of time. And then I think it was within like 12 hours, 18 hours, you see him on TV in a press conference for the 76ers. So it was just a very uh, – he's left a very bad taste in all of the Clippers' mouths, I would say. Um especially mine. So that's somebody that I absolutely would not want to have um, in the rafters for any reason. The He, yeah, he did win the Clippers a bunch of games, but, and he was with the franchise at a time where it was very, very tumultuous. But also, I, I just, I, I just don't want, Elton Brand's number up in the rafters. I, I just don't want to have to look up at that jersey and remember that time um, for the Clippers. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Probably Brand does get his jersey retired uh, just because he, I believe he's the number two highest scorer. Uh, for the Clippers at the moment, I think Blake is number one. Um, so um, he he does match the criteria to have his jersey retired. More likely than not, he will get his jersey retired. It's just something that I prefer not to see. And now moving on to some championship aspirations, like I was just talking about earlier. Um. This Paul George, Kawhi, and Norman Powell noise is getting a whole lot louder. There's like there's a lot of noise going on right now. So PG is practicing with minimal contact. He's doing a five on five, not with 
the team, but with the training training staff. Um, he's continuing to ramp up with those workouts, so it seems like he's going to be ready to go within like a few games. He probably will be on a minutes restriction, to be completely honest. Uh, but it does seem like Paul George will be coming back at some point during the regular season. Um, sources are also saying that Kawhi is way ahead of schedule. This is something that, because of the Clipper community, has gotten so tight. There's a lot of postings that have been going on. Uh, some people in the community actually do have a line, a few lines within the organization and these are things that they're they are saying to them and we're getting verification because of screenshots so Kawhi is 100% ahead of schedule it is looking like he could make a return in the regular season uh more likely he will end up making some sort of appearance during the postseason um but both options are completely on the table. Norman Powell is out of his walking boot. He is expected to make his return at some point this season, probably a little bit before Paul George. And then also Jay Scrub. I know this is somebody that not a lot of people probably know about, but Jay Scrub is one of the Clippers' two-way players, and he was reported... I'm only bringing this up because he was reported to be out and done for the entire season after surgery. Now is being said that he could be making a return this season. More likely than not, he won't be returning to the main roster. He would probably be playing with the Agua Caliente Clippers. But that just shows you right there. The Clippers are very, very tight-lipped about what is really going on medically with their players, how far along they are with their recovery, and how long these injuries may take them to come back. I think that the Clippers organization, you know, has been putting on their best poker face. I, ever since Kawhi has been part of the franchise, this fr- they've gone like radio silent, and a lot of times they put out fake reports and i'm i'm not going to say it's it's a bad thing like they're they're keeping the rest of the league on their toes they're it, it's a good tactic but it really does sound like these within these next 12 to 10 games we are most likely going to be seeing paul george and norman powell coming back into the starting lineup might see Kawhi a little bit further down the road. This ends up being a very scary prospect for the rest of the league just because I don't think that it it's a foregone conclusion that once the Clippers get fully healthy that they, they are going to be competing for a championship or they're going to win a championship. Um, but with a team with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Norman Powell as – their key pieces and then you're you're also having Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington. Like this team is built for the playoffs. So it's it's definitely a team that other 
other teams are looking at and being like, hey, I would not want to meet them in the in the playoffs. Period. Like, once the Clippers get healthy, it's it's one of those teams where, yeah, I don't I don't know if I can beat them in a in a seven game series. Like, the Mavs, the Clippers can beat them in a seven game series when completely healthy. The Warriors, they can beat them. There's there's not many teams like Denver. They can beat them. Lakers, Utah, like Portland, the Grizzlies. There's Memphis. There's so many teams that the Clippers would be able to not run through but beat over a seven-game series. So when it comes to them coming back, I know the entire league is keeping a close eye on that. Um, I know some of this information is new to coming out, um, uh, unless you're really within the Clipper community, you may or may not have heard some of this stuff. So it, it is nice to know that these players are on their way back. There is a good, very good possibility that they all come back this season. Um, even though with them coming back, it makes me very excited. I don't put the expectation so high of saying like, oh, we're going to win a championship or we're going to make it to the finals just because this team hasn't been actually playing together um, the entire season. So I don't expect them to get it all together. Um just in the postseason, uh, it is 100% possible to happen, but I do not expect it to happen. Next year is definitely what I'm looking forward to when it comes to the Clippers. This year, if the team comes back healthy, I'm going to be super stoked. But the main thing that I'm looking at this postseason is the Eastern Conference. It's just Super, super stacked. Really, like, looks like there's going to be a lot of fun matchups. So, very much looking forward to that one. And that is all I have to talk about this episode. Um, Before I get out of here, I just want to say to everybody, thank you very much for all of your support. Thank you for spreading the word about the podcast. It does mean a whole lot to me. And, you know, to my international listeners, you guys are (laughs) very surprising to me. Like Dublin, Australia, Russia. Like I have a lot of friends out in or a lot of listeners out in the UK. So all of you guys, um, I appreciate it. I don't know how you found the pod, um, but I do appreciate you tuning in and listening. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to get another episode out this week. Uh, If not, I will absolutely get one out next week. All right. And with that being said, I'm going to get out of here and get some... (laughs) 
<laughs> get some much needed work done. All right. See you guys on the next episode. Peace.